You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Hannah's upcoming season of The Bachelorette. And he's interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. Podcast number 121. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Great, great show for you this week. As one of my all-time favorites and one of your all-time favorites, since she has the most downloaded podcast in my podcast history, Charlene Joint joins us to talk about all things Colton and everything we saw on the last two weeks of the show. And we break down his season. We talk about a lot of things, and it's a lot of fun couple things I want to get to. First off, rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts, please. It certainly helps the podcast like you like you don't know. Um, if you want to unsubscribe and subscribe every week, you can do that too. Um, the He Said, She Said podcast with me and Ashley Spivey will be up. Episode, what is it, 17 will be up this Tuesday. And if you want to be a part of that, please um, let me know. Let Ashley know. Contact us. Let us know what time zone you're in, your subject that you want to talk about. And what time is best for you to record? And we'll work something out. We need one more call for this Tuesday. And um, in case you missed it, late last night, I tweeted out uh, the Bachelor at Facebook page gave all you fans uh, the cast for this season. 33 guys are on their list. Now, it does say look at these guys that may be on Hannah's season. So I think they're still making cuts. And I think that not all 33 that are on that Facebook fan page or Facebook page are going to make it. However, you now have, and of those 33, you know, I released 15 on Tuesday. Only one of them isn't on that list, and that is Sammy Maniscalco. I had actually heard that he backed out at the last minute, uh, decided not to do the show. So 14 of my guys, you got another um, 19 guys, even though, well, Dustin Kendrick, who was one of the five who appeared on Tuesday night, for Hannah. Uh, I gave you him right away. So I've given you 15. There was another 18 on there and I gave you all their first, I gave you all their last names. Uh, I tweeted them out last night. So now you have all possible 33 guys that will be on Hannah's season first and last name. And that broke late last night about, I don't know, 10 o'clock central time. So I tweeted out the other 18 that you didn't know. And We'll go from there. I'm going to have all their social media links up uh, fairly soon. But now that it's all out there and filming starting Saturday, the formatting stuff is going to take me a while to include all their links and, you know, transfer over their photos to their bios. But the good thing, that's the negative part. The positive part of all this is now I don't have to worry about trying to find guys all season, like from – from the beginning of the season, we know who everybody is. And so any pictures that get out, we'll know who it is and where they are. So I expect this season to be much easier to spoil than last past seasons. Um, so that's good. Uh, it's, that's the positive out of all this. It's just going to take me a while to format everything and get it up on the site. Hopefully I'll have it up by tomorrow. So anyway, um, just wanted to do that. But let's just get to it. Podcast number 121. We always obviously got at the end of this, we've got Casey Campbell talking about episode nine of Temptation Island. But up first, one of my favorites, one of your favorites, it's Charlene Joint. All right, let's bring in our guest. Um, it's been about a year since we've had her on. She is, I mean, if I listed all these jobs, you, we'd be here for 
30 minutes, but um, let me just give you the basics. First off, the most important job, she was the former co-host of the He Said, She Said podcast <laughs> with myself. She writes a recap for Flair Magazine. She does a video blog for Flair Magazine. She writes a recap for her website, All the Pretty Pandas. I'll just stop right there. And she's an opera singer as well. That's like that's like <laughs> fifth or sixth on the list. <laughs> yeah, I love that my day job is that low on the list. It I is Charlene Joint. Hey, Charlene. <laughs> Hi, Steve. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. How has it been a year? I know. I was looking because I, I was like, I knew I hadn't had you on, but I was looking back at my podcast and going through the list, and it was like February of last year, or I think Ari's finale. Yeah, it was Ari's finale, which is when we had you on, and now we're having you on for Colton's finale. So, yeah. Mar- that's that's March of 2018. Yeah. Um, there is so much to talk about, and since we haven't had you on all season, I, I don't want to do a let's go over – <laughs> let's recap what you thought of everything that happened in Colton City. Like we, we have to pick out just the, the important parts or else we, this would be a six hour podcast. Um, oh, so... Do we have to pick out the whole season? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're Sorry, definitely not. No, I know it's, it, we're definitely not going to do the whole season. Let's pick it up at, um, well, on night one, he gave Hannah G the first impression. Oh, I'm kidding. No, we're not going to go there. Uh, <laughs> My heart just sank. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I write about this show a lot. I, I, um, yeah, I feel like I've made my my opinions on this season known. But yeah. I will say, I've really come around with Colton. I mean, it would be hard not to have, but he, you know, he's won me over. I don't know how that happened, but okay, it's something we can get to. Okay. L- let's um, let's start <laughs> with just last. W- let's just we're just going to start at last week going forward, which okay, was like Casey, Cassie's departure. Cassie's departure and the fence jump and, and and the women tell all and everything and, and women tell all. Yeah. So okay. the, the fence jump that was promoted all season. Yes. What about it? I, I'm <laughs> trying to put into words exactly. Did you think the buildup, the payoff led to the buildup led the, to the, the payoff was proportionate to the reward. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, I talked about this right after that episode on Here to Make Friends. And we were all discussing how it was like the only time ever that something that was teased actually lived up to it, mm-hmm. to like what it was teased as being. Like it did not let down in the drama department. And just the intensity. And Oh, you do you dis- do you disagree? <laughs> no, I, I no because I I was saying it all season, and remember, you are someone that went unspoiled all season, and I think which we... was a miracle, by the way. Yeah, I really did go unspoiled. This it was the first time ever that I didn't even get spoiled towards the end. Well, I I know I spoiled something accidentally for you on text, but I don't even know if you realized it. But um, really, <laughs> yeah, what was it? It was. When we were when I was when you and I were talking back and forth on text on Bachelorette talk, I uh, oh oh that to me that's that's doesn't that's separate. Okay, all right. <laughs> that has nothing to do with like who Colton picks or whatever. Well, like, when you know who the next lead is, I'm like, oh my god, tell me, I want to know. No, but when I, when I was talking, I think it was before we I told you about Hannah B. It was when we were kind of breaking down possible candidates for next Bachelorette, and I gave you the pros and cons of the ones that were in the running. And I never mentioned Cassie 
And I don't, I didn't, I realized no, that after the fact that, oh, maybe she didn't I, pick up on that, that I didn't mention Cassie. No, 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 no. I think you're confusing me with someone else because oh. <laughs> I wrote you, <laughs> sorry, it must be another alum that you talked to. Um, <laughs> no, I, I know because I wrote, someone wrote me about the write-up that your friend wrote about Hannah B and the yeah. case for her to be bad. Right? And they, so someone wrote me one of my readers and said, I thought you'd find this interesting. And I did find it interesting. So then I texted you and said, would it be kosher if I put that on my blog as well? And you said, yes. And then like, I think it was the following week out of nowhere without even being like, Hey, spoilers ahead. You were like, Hannah B is bachelorette. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah. You didn't give me any option. There was, it wasn't like, Hey, do you want to know who bachelorette is? No, Charlene... but luckily I don't care about being spoiled. About that. No, Charlene, I found it. I found our conversation. I did. What? Yeah. Let I, me, let me see. Now, I'm just saying, I think it just went over your head. That's why I, That's why I asked. I said, I think I might have spoiled it for Nothing you. Nothing goes over my head, Steve. <laughs> um, Plenty does. We were talking about, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, here, here. I Okay. How do you feel about it? Do you have an opinion either way? And then I said. Oh, you're right. Looking at the girls from this season, I can't really think of who it could have been besides her. Kaylin came across as a mean girl. Hannah G, Tasha, fifth and sixth place were Kerpa and Heather. No and no. Hannah Hannah B really does make or Hannah B really does make the most sense. So in all those descriptions, okay. I left out Cassie, and I was like, oh, I wonder if she picked up on the fact that I didn't. Well, mention for Cassie. me, the entire time. Oh, I never responded to that text. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just I'm just seeing that. Um, for me, to me, it was like it was clear that Cassie was going to win. Like all she was my prediction based on night one. Like I just didn't really picture it happening with anyone else. And I guess so I didn't like that honestly didn't even stick out to me. It was like a given. Okay. Like all the people that discussed like Cassie wanting to be bachelorette, like that may or may not have been, but as a viewer, like she was always going to win. Well, you did respond to it. You said, yeah, but it would definitely, yeah, it's definitely going to be Hannah B or Hannah G, but it's almost like they went out of their way to not make it Hannah G. And then you asked, how do you know they picked Hannah B? So you did respond. I don't know if you're saying yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, it's further down one second. Yeah. Um, so. I love, I totally, I love that you're like, actually, you did respond. <laughs> yeah. Don't you? You always respond to me. That's why I was like, well, you might, you wouldn't have just ignored that. Um. All it right, took me a minute. So where were we? Uh, where were, how did we get sidetracked on this? What were we talking oh, about? Um, how you feel like you spoiled? Okay. Oh yeah, we're talking spoiler stuff. Like you remained unspoiled this season and really had no clue. And what I was saying was that all season I was telling everybody, look, this is an ending that we've never gotten in Bachelor history. They have always followed a format of, in that finale on Monday night, it's Bachelor has a decision. Is he going to pick her or is he going to pick her? And one girl's going to get dumped and one girl isn't. And I said, you're getting an ending this season. And I, you know, I laid it out for everybody. I said, we're not getting a normal season. This is definitely something that they can actually hype. And the hyperbole behind the most dramatic ever, I, I think – is there this season because For once gives up. Yeah. This has never happened in 23 seasons of the bachelor. It's always been, all right, final episode. We're down to two girls. Is it her or her? And one girl's going to get dumped and one girl isn't, or in Brad's case, you know, the one season he dumped both Jenny and Deanna, but yeah, we just had never seen this. And not only that, 
the show essentially ended at overnight dates. That was the other big thing that I was telling people. I said, look, you know, because when I when I put this out there back in November, I said, I know the basics of what happens. And I can tell you this. He goes on an overnight with Tasha. He goes on a second overnight with Cassie. And at some point during that overnight with Cassie, Colton determines that she's the one. But something goes sideways and Cassie leaves the show. And I said, the only other thing I know is Hannah B or Hannah G gets he he goes to Hannah G and eliminates her. They don't even go on their overnight date. He has to go to Tasha and break up with her, and he goes and pursues Cassie, and I know that they're together today. I said, but there's a lot of details, obviously, that I haven't filled in, but the basics are this show ended at overnight dates. So not only that, so not only were we not getting a normal final episode, we didn't have a final three-rose ceremony. We didn't have a final episode where both women meet as parents. We didn't have a final episode where both women got a last date. And then the Neil, you know, meeting the Neil Lane and picking out the ring and then having two girls show up on that final day that I said, this was my dilemma all season. I go, I don't know how they're going to show this and keep the same amount of episodes. And then it was clear to me how they showed it. They had a bunch of live in studio stuff, you know. So did they really use up the the exact same number of episodes? Like the same Same number number of of episodes. But as you can see, that's why it felt so like so much like filler. Yeah, there was so much filler. I mean, the breakup with Cassie in the episode last week was almost like watching the Ari Becca breakup. It was just it seemed like it went on 15 minutes too long because it was just a lot of standing and crying and I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that just that didn't bother me as much because it was an actual conversation between the two of them. And so I don't really mind when stuff like that, you know, we're shown more than less of that. But stuff like after they got back together and then they were like separated and then then they had to meet his parents and have their date, all this stuff, it just sort of felt like pointless because we know that they're together. There's no one else. There's nothing on the line. So I kind of just wanted to skip to the present day and find out if they're still together, you know? Yeah. And it's amazing that you had no idea. Like when you knew, (laughs) when you knew all season that something went down and as you're watching the season, what did you think was the ending to this show? (laughs) You're talking to me like I'm this like endangered species. (laughs) Like, How is this possible? I mean, to be honest, I was pretty surprised too, because usually towards the end, I get spoiled in some way. Like Mm -hmm. it happens. Like someone slips up or some asshole comments somewhere where I can see it. (laughs) You know, in this case, it's just really, yeah, I didn't know. So, yeah, watching it all unfold, I mean, it was pretty, you know, it was pretty compelling television. It was good. It was, like, I really... The, the, when Cassie left, like that was that was pretty moving stuff, you know, how upset he got and all that. So, I mean, we watch reality TV for a reason, as sick as it sounds to be to find that, you know, good TV. So when you were watching the season that was as it was going on, though, what did you think the ending to the show was? Because you had probably heard like this is a, a weird ending or a different ending or some boffo ending. What did you think it was going to be before we got to, let's say, last week before the fence jump? I, this is going to be the most disappointing answer, Steve. I just really, I was know. like, I guess we'll find out when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just don't spend a lot of time anymore speculating about this show just because yeah. you can never really predict. And I spend so much time writing about it and analyzing what we do get that when it comes to something that we're being teased, I'm just like, okay, like, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds really bad, but I just, I can't, take any that's why I don't read any other recaps I don't really listen to you know any other podcasts about it. I just like I it's too much 
Yeah. It's so no, much. It's, like it's, I use up all of my bachelor bandwidth to recap it. <sighs> yeah, that's understandable. It's uh, it is pretty amazing. No, I know you understand of all people. Yeah, it is. Pre- it is pretty amazing to to go unspoiled for a whole season for someone who is involved in it as much as you have with three different recaps that you do on a on a weekly basis. Um, just from people emailing you and even accidentally maybe even putting something in the subject of an email that might possibly give something away that you didn't know. But you were under the impression that okay, it's got to be Cassie in some way, shape, or form. That had to have been going through your mind. Right? Yeah, and okay. especially when the whole thing about, you know, the rumors about them not being ready and stuff, I was like, okay, well, this kind of feels like foreshadowing, like something's up here. But, yeah, I didn't really give it any more thought than that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Guys, let's take a break real quick. Talk to you about your favorite advertiser. I know you love it when I talk about bras. <laughs> Third Love is back. They're supporting today's show. They use data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind. The results? A perfect fit and a premium feel. Simply answer a few questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. Then once you receive your bra, you can wear it, wash it, put it to test for 60 days, and if you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. It's all part of their 100% fit guarantee. This is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own with straps that won't slip, tagless labels, and lightweight, super-thin memory foam cups. They even have a line of incredibly soft and breathable cotton bras. Like I said, my friend was given some of these bras to test out, and she absolutely loves them. It's her favorite bra out there. Basically exactly what they said. Most comfortable she's ever felt. Straps that don't slip, which is huge. So I've heard. And she just loves the bra. And I know you love me talking about the bra, and I'm just going to continue to talk about bras on this show because we love Third Love here at realitysteve.com and the Reality Steve podcast. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering you guys, my listeners, 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash steve now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash steve for 15% off today. Now let's get back to Charlene Joint uninterrupted for the remainder of the podcast. So the other thing the other thing that happened was okay so the fence jump happens last Monday night and that's what led into uh this past Monday's finale but then the next night was the women tell all. I don't want to spend too much time on the women tell all really other than to say you know you did cover it. You have said though which I always find interesting that you really look forward to the women tell all every the tell all episode every season why it's arguably my favorite episode it's it's the episode where the contestants have the most control over how they're perceived and so it's like then they see they're like you know in more or less real time give or take a week and they've seen themselves on tv and seen their edit and they choose you know they make choices based on that edit and i just i find it so interesting not only you know what how they're choosing to put themselves together but how they're choosing you know what the the battles they're picking Mm -hmm. it's i find it fascinating as a former contestant and i mean i enjoyed them before too but as a former contestant especially i really i really enjoy them i can't remember on your season i got to imagine you did you got hot you got called up to the hot seat right yes okay you did. did um what did you think of the Onyeka Nicole fight. Uh, I mean, they're both kind of wrong. I, I don't, 
I per, there's not enough smoke for there to be a fire that Onyeka is this bully, in my opinion. And so I don't think I think Nicole should be a little more careful with how she uses that term. Yeah. But at the same time, um, I I don't think Onyeka served her argument at all by how she behaved that evening. Like she would sort of be like, Nicole, give me examples. Like, thank you next. Like, like just interrupting her, you know, just sort of treating her with so little respect. I feel like if you're trying to prove how not a bully you are, that's just not the way to go about it. <laughs> and then obviously we had the, we had the Demi Courtney blow up where Courtney, you know, with the pacifier and putting it in her face, I, I'm guessing you were not a fan of that either. <laughs> Steve, you know me so well. <laughs> I mean, how could anyone have been cool with that? It yeah. was not a cool thing to do. And it, again, it's like Courtney is going on about maturity and all this, but it's like you you just like threw away your entire argument by doing that. I obviously like she, some she had to have discussed it with someone. Oh, yeah. Like there's no way she wasn't egged on by a producer to do that. But you still are in control of your actions. And that was a terrible choice. It was awful. You know, Off. I mean, Demi might have goaded her, but it doesn't matter. I, the second, the thing is, good word, Steve. I love goaded. What a great <laughs> word. I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> Take it, but yes, it's true. Taking the pacifier out of the equation, the second she stood up and walked over to Demi, yeah, menacingly, she <laughs> she, she killed any credibility she had. It was just a dumb move. It wasn't smart. She obviously gave yeah. into a producer suggestion that she should, you should really go up there and confront her because you know this is gonna, you know, whatever. It just. And the the funny thing is, I talked about this with I can't even remember which recent podcast guest it was, but you know the the overlying theme is the women tell all is your quote unquote audition for paradise, but when you really break it down, we all know who's going on. Demi didn't need to do anything on Women Tell All to get on. We she's already on. No. It's yeah. really an audition for episode one, two, and three girls to possibly get on and maybe episode four because everybody like that's Jane. yeah everybody that's five six and seven if you made the top eight ten you're probably yeah. going on paradise you don't you're need a to person do anything. of interest yeah 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 it's all it's more for the fringe girls at the end guys that have to make a name for themselves yeah someone like jane who who jumped to kaylin's defense when she literally got eliminated the first there. night like what is it was it night one that she got? I had yeah. no recollection. Yeah. Night one, her. yeah. And she was she was a she was a woman night one that had zero storyline. Then it's not like she was someone who people remembered from night one, like like Sloth Girl. I mean, at least Sloth lasted the first <laughs> night, but we remember her because she was in a Sloth costume. But we don't remember anything about Jane. And then she's jumping to Kaylin's defense. Like what? Like, Maybe Jane will be the next Lacey. Yeah, I mean, look, we've we've had people, and put it this way, there's always night one people that go on Paradise. We've seen it. Grocery Joe was a night one guy on Becca's season, and look at him now. Like, he's got 900,000 Instagram followers, and he went on the <laughs> Dancing with the Stars fucking tour. You know? like, And he was night one, and he made Paradise, made a name for himself, got in a relationship with Kendall, <laughs> boom. And then we live in crazy times, Steve. Yeah. And then like you, the, the, the example you used was Lacey. Lacey was a first night girl from your season on Juan Pablo yeah. made no impact whatsoever, gets down to paradise and becomes the first couple in paradise history. They were the first ones, right? To get engaged. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah. yeah. Even though it was a fraud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even really a topic engagement. for another day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and talk about somebody that disappeared from the franchise. Like I, I haven't heard both of them. Well, Marcus got remarried and it kind of got some news because he remarried somebody. But 
I have not seen or heard one thing from Lacey since that ended. Like, I have no idea. I have no idea what that girl's doing. Clueless. You mean either. Um, yeah. Um, good friend you are from your season. Um, <laughs> she didn't kidding. know her very well. <laughs> um, all right. So what we're done with. Well, I don't want to say done with women tell all. Um, I, I When you watch the women tell all and the hot seat, and I don't need to talk about Demi on the hot seat or Nicole on the hot seat because I don't care. The two the two people to talk about the most on the hot seat were were Hannah B's performance versus Kaylin's performance. And the whole thing about my friend sending that email in that you used on your on your blog post was pre women tell all, but after I watched Women Tell All, it was clear to me that yes. they were heading towards Hannah B because she had the makeover done. She looked completely different than she came across on the show. And Kaylin I I didn't see she did herself any favors on that whole episode. What were your no, thoughts? No, I, I actually that was one of my top three things to discuss, and because I only recap women tell all on on Flair, and I choose three things to focus on, and that was something that really stuck out to me. That it felt like a battle for Bachelorette between these two pageant women, and how Kaylin Spin was clearly like, how could he do this to me? I'm so heartbroken. I really thought I was going to end up with him. And she was so just, you know, just she cried a lot, like considering how long it had been. And, you know, she was she made it far. But there were three women who made it further than her. You know, I, I it's hard to I, I didn't really understand how she could be as upset as she was, given the circumstances. No. Do you know what I mean? It's not like she was down to the final two. And, you know, it's not like it, it just sort of caught me off guard how upset she was. Meanwhile, Hannah B was more like, I'm this empowered woman. I learned what I deserve. I've moved on. And even when it, you know, the time came, Colton came in and she was allowed to ask him whatever. She was like, I have no questions for you. Like, I hope you're happy. Like just, that's the ultimate bachelorette tone to, in, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. Usually the girl that has brushed herself off and is this badass who's, you know, looking for love, but not willing, not willing to settle is the one that, ends up being crowned did the fact that Kaylin's everything you just described about Kaylin and how she came off on that show did it make it weirder to you for the fact that she obviously knew her best friend from the show is currently dating Colton and she still acted that way did that ring to to me the way she acted felt like a producer suggestion in what way it it reminded. Remember when Kayla was going? Everyone thought Kayla was going to be Bachelorette. Yeah. And, and remember in Women Tell, she was also very, you know, she just didn't have that like, like oh I moved on, like I'm great, I'm looking for love, like I you know, hope he's happy, like I'm I'm good, you know, like I just remember she was more, st- still heartbroken about it, and I can't help but that's a producer suggestion, to you know like it's an angle you take, but it's not it's not an angle that's going to serve them in the end. Like, I'm not saying that it's an angle that will be suge- uh, successful, but I think it is an angle that suggests, suggests this is just my speculation. Yeah. No, I'd... I just feel like we get it every season. We get a girl who is kind of disproportionately heartbroken and one that is totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> just good. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just, that's the only way that I can reason or it makes sense of Kaylin's heartbreak. Especially when you consider, and I, I, I again, I hate to repeat myself, but I did say this in my recap. They only left one week apart. They yeah. both 
They both profess their love to, to Colton. He told both of them that he was falling in love with them at one point. And, you know, it's a one week difference. And look at how upset Kaylin still was. And you're right. Add to that mix, you know, her, of course, knowing that Cassie was now with Colton. It just it doesn't really add up. It, to me, it feels like a suggested angle. You know, one thing that you wrote about, and I can't remember, I mix up your flair columns and your All the Pretty Pandas columns. <laughs> You're forgiven, Steve. <laughs> I, forget, I, I forget which one you say what in, but in one of them, and this goes back, we're actually going back before Women Tell All, but one of them, you had a take that I think a majority of people probably disagreed with, and I disagreed with, but I, I wanted to hear it again, was <laughs> when... When Matt Randolph, when Cassie's dad came um, to visit her in Portugal Uh and dropped the when you know, know. when you know, you know, and you were fine with that. And I think a lot of people weren't because there's plenty of people in America, I'm guessing. And I I heard it from a lot of people like he's way off on that. I've I met my husband. I didn't like him at first. And here we are. We've been married 20 years. Uh, Yeah, I was more I was kind of taken aback by how much. You know, I, I I can't respond to every comment, especially that post got a lot of comments. Yeah. But um, I was sort of surprised at what a lightning rod that became, considering uh, how do how do I word this? Like, I I kind of mean it within reason. I guess I have to be like unbelievably clear when I say these things. But you know, it's not like the second I met Andy, I was like, this is my future husband. You know, it wasn't. It's like the night I met him, I was like, wow, this you know he's something special like this this could be something and then a week in honestly we were like pretty sure we're getting married one day you know like I know that sounds nuts and I really I say this as someone who is a skeptic and spent most of my life thinking that the only people that ever felt that way were people that were not critical thinkers and were just sort of they just sort of accepted what came came their way I truly thought that and it just didn't end up being the case for me but I of course I say it within reason I'm not saying that you should never, ever have a single doubt. I guess I think I have to be it's it's a little frustrating to me, honestly, when people pounce on something like that, because it's like I already agonize so much over every paragraph that I write. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I didn't you know, I didn't go into enough detail over that. I didn't make myself like 100 percent clear. I only made myself like 96 percent clear. Um, but, yeah, I clearly should have been more clear on that one. But in general, I. I kind of stand by it just based on my own experience. But even then, like, I know people were like, oh, it's such a sweeping statement to say when you know, you know, like, it feels like critical if you don't. It's like when you know, you know, is an expression. (laughs) It's not like I wrote it. And I even put it in quotations intentionally. And so it's just like, I, you know, there's, I already spent too many hours thinking about this. (laughs) But yeah, you're mentioning something that I am well aware of and I stand by it in in terms of like the overall meaning but obviously it especially applies you know if you're considering getting engaged to someone of course you shouldn't have any doubts but you know I went on here to make friends Claire said that you know she and her now husband had doubts and I think they even might have broken up for a second don't quote me on that but the general gist was you know a lot of people on the way to ending up together take a break and figure their shit out yeah Okay, And I totally support that. It's just I can only speak from my experience. And my experience truly was a when you know, you know, situation. And when Matt said that, I mean, apart from him saying that I his his actions at the hometown date and then showing up in Portugal to basically 
try and drill in her head. I had no problem with anything that Matt did. And I, I mean, I've been, people think that I'm like, you know, Matt's second born because I, of how much praise I've been giving him uh, this season, because I really thought he's one of the most logical parents we've ever had on this show. And mm-hmm. because what he did, it almost broke the, fourth wall of this show because he essentially was telling her don't get caught up in this bubble like you know what you're here for and you know what the show wants out of it which is an engagement at the end and don't don't let yourself get sucked in just see the big picture here and we just never really gotten that from parents on this show yeah oh did wait so did matt randolph get hate because i didn't think he did anything weird either there were people that think that he's too controlling and, oh, Christian family, yeah. he's telling his daughter what to do and let let her breathe and stuff like that. Like, that's what he was, that's the negative stuff just, that he was getting. He's too controlling thing, of a parent. Let her live her life. That's what I was hearing. I just, it, it's, I feel like you're only as controlling as, like, you, it's that every family is different, you know, and every family is weird in their own way. You know, I'm sure people, you know, you only the only experience you have with your with a family is your own, and so if your family's not really quite built like hers, then I can see how you would think that. But it's no one's family is normal. I, I just think that that's just the way it is for them. Yeah, like she obviously wasn't unhappy to to see him. She was more than keen to take his input. Yeah, so that's just their normal. I didn't. I mean, I was surprised he was getting as much hate as he was. And then the the one thing someone pointed out to me was your season because my praise for Matt Randolph this season, I basically said he's the most logical parent we've ever had in the history of this show because he didn't give his blessing 30 seconds after meeting the guy who's been dating his daughter for, you know, a total of probably two days. Um <laughs> Someone someone went back into my old columns and found me praising High Dorfman for how he obliterated Juan Pablo on when Juan Pablo asked for his blessing for Andy. And I didn't yeah. even, I mean, it's it's like, you know, these seasons kind of run together for me. I had no clue what I said. And I basically said the same exact thing when when Juan Pablo visited Andy's father on the hometown date. Didn't High say, like, you know, it's totally up to her. Like, I trust her judgment he was a lot more strict and i wish i had this pulled up oh wait i i do hold on i'm gonna pull it up so i can read you what high wrote because this person took a screenshot of wow that's really like you've got hardcore readers steve (laughs) high said reverse the roles for a moment if someone came to you who was dating three other people and said if i do will you Okay, as far as accepting you, um, my answer to you is I won't answer you because that person that is going to be good enough for my daughter is going to come to me and say, there is no one else in the world for me, end quote. That's what he said. Oh, wow. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah. I mean, and that's essentially what Matt said in so many words because he said, that would be a premature blessing for me to give this to you. Yeah. I actually like highs better, though, because it's much more specific. You know, he mentions the other people that that he, that he's still dating. Yeah, no. Um, and didn't Matt kind of do that too, or no? I think he kind of. Uh, I think he just made it said it was a premature blessing. Okay. If, if I'm not mistaken, but I honestly. <laughs> and I don't. I don't even I, want to get into I'm the whole blessing sure. thing because I know your stance on that and everybody. <laughs> but it, but it's but it's everybody's stance. It's just a, it's just a. 
It's just a stupid it's, thing it's, to do. It's the correct stance, Steve. It's just it, we, the thing is, we see it every season. Every season, the guy asks for either quote unquote blessing or quote unquote permission. And every single season outside of High Dorfman and Matt Randolph, basically every parent eventually ends up saying yes. And I've always found that so utterly ridiculous because you don't know this person. You're just doing it for the sake of TV. And yeah, I'll give it away because it just it's dumb. They should stop doing it. Agree? I think, yeah, I agree. I think the concept of getting a blessing when you're not even 100% sure it's going to be that person or even sure, like you're, you're probably sure you're not, it's not going to be that person. <laughs> I just feel like it's not an appropriate thing to ask for. And it completely, the whole premise would be that you want, that personal touch of having her father's, you know, approval, but it's not personal at all if you're getting four of them. Yeah, that's that's the whole point. Exactly. You're you're asking all of them. If he, but the thing is, for television purposes, if Colton only asks Matt Randolph and doesn't ask oh, the other course. three fathers, we're like, okay, well, obviously, you know, we yeah, want to pick her. And, yeah. And also, it would be, a, I think, a tough thing from a production standpoint to give up because it puts this like thing on the line, you know, and otherwise it's just a whole lot of conversation, but it's like, if it's, he's hoping to get this thing and he may or may not get it, you, you know, you can add all the sort of, you know, tense music and, and make it about that. It's just something to focus on. Just curious. Did Andy ask your father for permission or blessing? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that sort of lends to my correct stance on the matter. <laughs> did he did he say like I plan on doing this, or when you when you told your parents nope. you were now an engaged woman, you just that said, was the first they heard of it. First yeah. they heard. Okay, interesting. He didn't ask anyone. Nope. <laughs> um, I, I I skyped them the next morning. I was like, "Mommy and Daddy." I call my parents "Mommy and Daddy." By the way, no shame. I was like, "Mommy and Daddy, I'm engaged," and they were like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> But for what it's worth, my brother-in-law did ask my dad before proposing to my older sister. So it's more of a it's more of a just uh, there's no right or wrong to this. If you do ask permission, you're not a bad person, and if you don't, you're not a bad person. You're just I agree completely. Yeah, it's not there's there's not this isn't a black and white thing. I don't think you're disrespectful if you don't ask. But if you yeah. do you do, there's nothing certainly nothing wrong with asking. Yeah, I think uh, the the whole asking for for permission it's it's more about like giving. I first of all, I think it's the parents. It shouldn't just be the father. And I also think it's more like, hey, I really love your daughter. Just so you know, just to give you a heads up, like it's sort of like a courtesy, yeah. rather than making it like if you if I don't get your blessing, I'm not going to do this. And of course, that's never actually the case. That's what you know, and as proven by Colton. <laughs> Now, the other thing that he did on those that I, I'm pretty sure you had an issue with was just the fact that he told, I think, three of the four different parents, I'm falling in love with your daughter. That wasn't necessary. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. He did do that with three out of four. Yeah. He just didn't do it with Cassie because I guess he he read the room. <laughs> yeah, he knew what he was doing. But yeah, to, to, to so is it wrong of him to... Uh, is it wrong of him to do it? I, I mean, the simple answer is yes. You should. Why, why are you telling three different parents I'm falling in love with your daughter when you know three of them aren't? You're not picking three of them. Yeah, at the end. I mean, obviously it's wrong, but I it's I feel like it's got to be so tough to be in that position, and it does feel like the stakes are upped with every season. You know, there was a time where the lead just wouldn't say the L word, period, yeah. even in a 
like I am currently falling in love. I am not yet in love, but I am falling in love. You know, like they would never even say it in that context. And I, I feel like that was only a couple of years ago. It's like with each passing season, it's now ever since Ben Higgins told two girls that he was in, that he loved them. It's been a sort of free for all with the L word. <laughs> yeah. No, it has. You're right. Cause that was the season that kind of turned the L word on its head. Was, yeah. Was, and sort of took away its, its meaning. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's see. Let's that okay. We're past hometowns and uh, fence jumping. Women tell all. All right, let's <laughs> let's just get to this past uh, this the finale over the last this week uh, the Monday yes. Monday and Tuesday episodes. So Monday's episode starts with the breakup of was it? I'm Tasha. so confused. Was it Tasha's and Hannah's breakup on Monday's episode? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. it, end, it ended with him knocking on the door of Cassie. Okay. Yes. Um. Yeah. This one, <laughs> I know, I I have an issue with what he did oh, with Tasha and Hannah G. I just not that I'd have an issue with him not going on the date, the overnight date with Hannah G. I, I I'm fine with that, but the contradictory statements that Colton made all over the map these last two episodes were mind blowing to me. Um, so first off, l- let me ask you about the Hannah G. breakup. Telling somebody, okay, okay, sure. Telling somebody, I thought it was going to be you was a horrible thing to say in the moment. Yes, agree or Mm -hmm. disagree? Okay, so I didn't. So said in that same conversation. He also said, like, I could be making a huge mistake. (laughs) To he said things that I think, yeah, to Hannah G. And I and I talked about this. in my video recap today, but I completely agree. I mean, those are just not, I feel like he was saying them to make her feel better and to make her feel like it wasn't all a lie. Yeah. But it's just like rip that bandaid off. Like that is not helpful. Not to mention the fact that on Jimmy Kimmel last night, he said he knew it was Cassie since episode four, (sighs) but he, but he was keeping an open mind. And then he also said, when he was talking to Cassie, when he trying to win her back, and even maybe it was the night of the breakup before the fence jump, when I'm with the other ones, I think of you. Like, if you're Hannah and Tasha, that's a slap in the face. There's no other way to look yes. at it. Yes. Yeah. So which is it, Colton? Were you, were you, were you thinking that Hannah G was going to be the one? How could she? How could you be thinking Hannah G was going to be the one if you just told Cassie when I'm with the other ones, I think of you, and then they're saying post show, I knew it was Cassie from episode four. Like, I think he's, he doesn't know what to say. He's an idiot. Yeah. I, I I think that what he was saying to Hannah really, you know, it's to legitimize the relationship to her and be like, Hey, it wasn't all a lie. Like pretty much it's, it is in a way like defending himself and his actions, but it didn't, you know, because yeah, I, I agree. I think it was a terrible, terrible choice that I don't think, I just think you have to be so careful. You know, I feel like this happens every season where, it gets down to final two, final three, and they're kind of professing feelings akin to love. Yeah. And then they pick someone, they're like, oh, I always knew it was her. It's like, eh. <laughs> you know, it, it, the whole timeline, you know how, how at Women Tell All, there's always the question of like, when did you know? And they always dance around that yeah. question. I, I just, it happens every season. I just think it was particularly highlighted in this case. Yeah, I mean, I... I... I don't know what he could say in replace of it, but he just shouldn't have said those things. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. 
it's not helpful. Saying saying I thought it was going to be you, but then but then Hannah G is watching the episode back of him breaking up or him his breakup with Cassie. And he's telling her, I think of you when I'm, when I'm with the others. Like, okay. I loved that Hannah G called him out on that too. Yeah. At the, at the live show. Yeah. I thought Hannah G was, I mean, she was great. I feel like we really finally got to see a bit of her personality. She had this backbone and was just really holding him responsible, which, you know, a lot of women would, you know, Tasha was much more like kind and gentle and, you know, she, she didn't give him a hard time, but I thought, Hannah G was right too. She, yeah, neither she of them were wrong. They were both total. They were both total class acts in their own way. But yeah, I, I, I love that Hannah G was like, you saying that to Cassie that you know you think of her when you're with other girls is like a total slap in the face. Like she said that, and it was glorious. <laughs> yeah, no, and she should have because it was wrong of her to say that. And then I'm sure Hannah G has either heard or saw last night on Kimmel him saying it was it was Cassie from episode four. So it just him saying on Kimmel last night, it was Cassie from episode four, but I tried to keep an open mind. Now you just look back at everything he said at the hometown dates about love to families. It's just like, okay, you just, you almost, you almost nullified your whole season by saying that on Kimmel last night. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. And also consider if Cassie hadn't left, you know, he was still probably going to do some sort of a fantasy suite situation with both of the other women. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like. And whether or not you have sex, I mean, it's possible to do things other than sex. And I know you just talk, supposedly, but it's, I did the whole thing. I just feel like you have to cover your tracks more. Like, for you can tell Cassie behind closed doors that it was her since episode four. But in public, you can, you know, it might be more romantic in the moment to say, you know, since episode four. But it just doesn't, you're right. It totally, it contradicts a lot of his actions. For sure. And words. Yeah. For sure. Um so let's get to uh, let's already move on to because we OK, so we covered the Tasha breakup, the the Hannah G. No, breakup. we didn't really. Did you want to talk about the Tasha one? Was there anything that stood out to you? No. I mean, I, no. Th- there was a real moment in the fact that they said, hey, can we get away from the cameras? And then, then they go on the other side of the door. But your mics are still on. Like, does, <laughs> like it would have made more sense if they said, hey, can we just talk in private? But you had your mics on and we got the subtitles of everything you said to each other. Mm on the other side of the door. It reminded me of Ben's season when Jojo was in the bathroom. Bathroom, Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, but then they went on the other side of the door and basically all he did was cry. And she just said, Oh, it's okay. And I, I don't know. Yeah. Like somehow she was the one comforting him. <laughs> this season was a shit show. Yeah. Um, all right. So then we had Tasha, we had Hannah break up and then him talking to Chris and basically laying out, okay, this is what I want to do. And then, going to talk to knocking on Cassie's door. So then that leads us into Tuesday and yeah, knocking on Cassie's door Tuesday rolls around and we see him trying to win her back. Now this is a huge topic and it's the biggest thing, the biggest issue I had with all of it. And it's going to tie in to my friend who wrote the column about Hannah B three weeks ago and got the ball rolling on the Hannah B for bachelorette. Uh, thing that you put in your column my issue with him going to Cassie was this I think in that situation she's dumped him he jumps the fence does all that cries but he wants her still and him going back to the door and saying I've eliminated both girls I want to fight for you I'm in love with you 
I think Cassie is well aware that there was no chance in hell that she could have been like, yeah, you know what? I'm good, Colton. I'm still, I'm, I'm still going to bounce. See ya. There was no way she could have done that. She would have been the most vilified person in the history of the show. Yes, maybe you would have had some, hey, woman power, empowerment things of, hey, stick to your guns, Cassie, way to go. But I think she was smart enough. I almost feel like he cornered her. She had no other idea. She had no That's other not. option to say other than, okay, let's try it. Like, how does she say no to him a second time? No, you're, after he no, you're right. You're right. Especially since she had claimed that she loved him. She used the argument of there's, you know, I don't feel like I can get to a proposal. And then she also mentioned like, if there were more time, maybe I would feel differently. Yeah. You know, there was just all these, she had used all these arguments. And then finally she did end up leaving with, this is the best decision for me. Yeah. But you're right. he, he changed all the rules and got rid of the the competition yeah. and and handed it to her on a silver platter. Like if she said no to that, you're right. Like I'm hopefully she wanted to say yes anyway, but you're right. It, she couldn't say no. She couldn't say no. So here's uh, my friend that wrote the Hannah B thing. She wrote me something that she wanted to me to read to you. And okay. she, she wanted your take. She's a huge fan of yours. And by the way, Oh, really? Charlene, when she heard that you had put it in your blog, um, somebody had notified her or so- something like that. She, oh, she reads your stuff all the time. So when she saw that you did, she freaked out. And she also happened to be in a car, I believe in Puerto Rico, on a vacation with her husband. And she was in the passenger seat and she was reading your column and she literally screamed out loud, she said. So I wanted to pass Oh that my on. God. Wow. She, I'm so honored. She was so excited. Um, so that's, I thank you for telling me that. That's so nice. <laughs> she, well, she wrote, a, I mean, it was so well written and it really resonated with my readers. Like it was a big, it was a big lightning rod in the comments section. Well, here's what she said about the Cassie thing. Cause she has, she has an issue with what Colton did. And, and it's, it's somewhat long, but hear it out. So she said, Cassie originally told Colton staying with him wouldn't be the right choice for her. And then she wasn't in love with him. And in both Portugal and Spain, she remained steadfastly reluctant to reluctant to label them at all, even after their reconciliation. And yet ABC enabled the narrative of white male entitlement and sold it to us as romantic that Colton chased her down to disregard her wishes and not take no for an answer. Basically, it doesn't matter to Colton or ABC what Cassie wanted. He wanted her, so fuck it. This isn't romantic. It's a man considering their own wants and needs. It's a man taking up space emotionally and physically that doesn't belong to him. It's white male entitlement. If one of my daughters was to date a man and ultimately tell him, this isn't right for me, my gut instinct is to have to walk away from this, and that man then shows up at my door to quote-unquote chase her down as ABC sold it, to convince her she's wrong about listening to her gut, I would advise my daughter this is a major red flag. No man gets to tell a woman to override their instinct because of what he wants, nor should anyone treat a woman's decision as up for negotiation. But Colton did, and it left Cassie with two choices. Go along with it and be America's sweetheart, or stick to her gut instinct and be vilified by all of Bachelor Nation and then some. Colton not only negated Cassie's feelings... He ultimately backed her into a corner, held her hostage to his wants and America's opinions. Sorry, ABC, but that's not romance. And while I hope they've found true romance these last few months, I even more so hope Cassie 
finds the space and peace to eventually be sure she is choosing Colton with her heart and head and not just for her own self-protection. I mean, that's wonderfully written. I, I, I agree and, and disagree. Well, what are your thoughts, Steve? You agree. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I agree. I, I mean, I agree because the, I think the main point of all of that was he gave her no choice. She, if she, if she rejects him a second time, everyone in America hates her and she is getting yeah. torn to shreds. No, I, I do. I do agree with that. The one thing that I, I'm a little more gray on is just how steadfast Cassie was. Like I, it didn't, it didn't feel like she really knew what she wanted. It felt like she could have been convinced. And I'm not saying that, you know, by a, in a, from a white male privilege perspective, but like even by her father, it, it feels like she can't really articulate her feelings really very much at all. And you, it, she can, you know what I mean? Like she's sort of pliable that way. Uh, in, and that's, I feel like something that is probably partially attributed to youth, but also maybe her upbringing or just, maybe it's just something she hasn't really had to face much. But I, I do think that when Cassie said, this isn't right for me, like I said earlier, that was her final argument. Like I, I wrote in my recap last week that it felt like she was sort of struggling for new arguments because he kept shooting all the ones she used down. (laughs) And that did feel like the final one. And I, I, what I'm not saying that it wasn't, that that wasn't correct and it wasn't for her. I'm just saying that I do think that it was an argument that she used to shut the door. Finally, if she had gone in there and been like, I know this isn't right for me from the get go. I think that I would feel a little bit differently. It's not that I see what he did as super romantic or anything. I just, I think that it's not as, it's not as like him, you know, like claiming her as, as, as that, like she, you know, she is, she she was pretty quick to be to have her mind changed when he came around and said that he had let the other girls go. I mean, you saw her face even when he said that. Like she, there was not a look of horror. It was a look of like, I can't believe the show allowed this. He, <laughs> Almost, yeah, kind of. I can't believe this is happening. And there definitely was some excitement there. Like she tried to cover her mouth because I guess like she didn't want to be seen smiling over hearing that he had let these other girls go. But I, again, I think that she's there's a lot of confusion as she has made abundantly clear. And, you know, there also is that element of competition, which cannot be dismissed in this. I, 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 I love how your friend writes and I don't, I, I, the perspective is great. I, I think I kind of want to agree, but I don't, I I don't agree 100%. I think the other thing that she brought up, and this was actually in conversation with her when she was talking about it, where she was kind of saying when, it's almost like Colton took the I don't know as, okay, she didn't specifically say no, go away. She left the door open with her I don't knows, and then my friend's response was, no, that's not acceptable. Okay, Just because a woman women- says I don't know, that doesn't mean you still have an opportunity to pounce. Yeah, but I mean, okay, I I totally agree with that, but I that's something that people do when they're being broken up with, and it applies to both men and women. I'm not defending Colton here yeah. or the show. I I just I think that when someone is broken up with and they aren't cool with it, you know, they sort of grasp at straws and will cling to anything that seems like, you know, a, like a a lifeline. And in this case, she made it very clear that she did not know. 
which again is something I have a hard time with. Cause in my recap, I wrote like, give me a break. Like you're leaving. Like you must know something, <laughs> you know, it's like, you, you must have an idea, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I don't, I think that that was more like a, you know, a breakup E clinging to just anything, which happens to women as well. So do you think overall that this is that what happened between Colton and Cassie and him continuing to fight for a woman who told him no somewhat, you know, like told him no enough to where she left the show and she was going to leave the show. Do, do you find this whole story romantic? Like, do you think? No, I mean, I, I don't. I, oh, okay. I, yeah, I will. To, whole, the whole like America finding it the most romantic thing ever. I, I really don't agree with like I. What I like about how Colton went about this is how he ultimately got, he sort of turned the show on its head and ultimately got it to serve his purposes. Do you know what I mean? Like, even though it wasn't in the traditional way, yeah. he, he managed to make it work for him. And that's something that very few leads have been able to do. Um, yeah, I forget where, where I was going with that. I just lost my train of thought. This is, it's a really like, heated is it, topic. Is it romantic? Oh, do like, I see it as a romantic? Oh yeah, sorry. Um, I mean, not, not, I don't find it particularly romantic, but I just, again, I don't think that she has, she, if she had been completely black and white about it from the get go and just, oh, and that could have been her just sort of trying to protect her image as well. It's like, you know, I love you. I'm just not in love with you. You know, like to make it seem like she wasn't faking it either. I, the whole thing is, I, I, it, it does speak to youth in my opinion. Like it does feel like she just didn't really, really know what she wanted, which is, I, yeah, <laughs> not really. I'm not really articulating myself very well. I, I don't, I don't see it as ultra romantic, but I do, commend him for you know as far as we can tell he was right as far as we can tell you know maybe it, because of it where was we're at today with them yeah mm -hmm. like I, I i wrote this like as far as the circumstance like the circumstance could have been that you know based on the timeline and the expected proposal and the fact that there's other women around like all these things are very valid reasons for someone to not feel comfortable getting any further in a relationship they're not unreasonable arguments so it's not the craziest thing ever for him to have at least moved mountains to see if that would make the difference i'm not saying it's the most romantic thing ever but i, I you know as far as we can tell in this present day they seem very happy he wasn't wrong so and i didn't even think when this was all happening when we're watching it play out i didn't think anything that cassie said about her reservations i mean she was kind of breaking the fourth wall when she was talking about her reservations about this show. I felt that she was just being realistic of, without saying it specifically, I could see through the screen that that Cassie was essentially saying, look, I've probably spent a total of 48 hours with you, and I know how this show ends, and I'm not there. And maybe in her mind she was just like, I'm not there, and... I I know that this show wants an engagement. I know you want an engagement. This is probably what's going to happen at the end of this thing. And I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say no. And I feel like, and I think she even said this on Tuesday night was, I don't want to take that away from you because there's other two women here that probably basically would say yes to an engagement. And she would say, I'm not ready. 
And I just felt like what Cassie was saying was perfectly logical in her why she was yeah. having reservations about this. She wasn't. She just didn't she articulate wasn't it great. As, yeah, I was going to say she wasn't quite as clear as you just were. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wish she had been. Yeah, I but... um, you know, I mean, I, my my other thing with that with, with them, Colton and Cassie is. You know, he just beat down the door about how much he's in love with Cassie the last, you know, two or three episodes. Like, I love mm-hmm. Cassie. I want to be with her. And I, my issue with it is I can't think of one instance, and I'm talking about a specific, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm in the wrong here. You help me out. Is it good enough for him to say, I'm in love with Cassie so much because it's the feeling that I have when I'm with her. I feel like I can't name one specific thing about why he was in love with her so much. Oh, especially oh, when Steve, he was you're... saying all this two months in a two month show me. when, okay, okay, good. This is just something that has been really driving me nuts about Colton as a lead in general. I mean, I pretty much do this with every lead where I'm like, how many adjectives do they use? <laughs> yeah. Like, how are they describing the relationship beyond calling it like an amazing connection? And he really, I think he does his best and he truly did his best with her, but he literally said about the relationship, this was on her hometown, said that he couldn't put what they have into words and called like their chemistry, like unbelievable and something else like undeniable. Like there's, it's like he described it to the extent where he said he had no words to describe it. (laughs) That's what I mean. I didn't hear, I have, I still haven't heard. I mean, I watched the Kimmel thing. I didn't, I didn't really, I saw clips of the GMA and Ryan and Kelly. He has talked about her like pure heart or something, or she has like the kindest heart. I mean, which again is still a. So generic. Yeah. There's no specificity. It's like, what does that mean exactly? And I believe me, I am on the same page as you about this. Unfortunately, Colton's not the only lead who's been like this, but I I literally do this. I'm like, Oh my God, like adjectives, let's list them. (laughs) (laughs) So I I wouldn't say that they like, I'm not defending the relationship. I just think that that is, if anything, consistent with how he's been all season. Yeah. And it seems yeah. to be how he is able to describe things. Maybe that will change as he gets older, and I don't know. But as of now, it kind of ends at amazing and awesome yeah. and then just becomes unbelievable and undeniable. <laughs> and I think the other thing about Tuesday night's episode when we're watching it, and I mentioned this in my column, was that <laughs> when we're watching, there, there there's a part of watching Tuesday's episode and everyone was just like, oh, my God, dude, she's not into you. And she he's totally way ahead of her in this relationship. And it's not her. And how can she feel this way and still be with him? I think what people were doing was watching Tuesday's episode, knowing where we're at right now and putting Tuesday's episode. And thinking in March 12th, 2019 terms, if that makes any sense, because this was all three months ago. This was three and a half, four months ago when that conversation of Cassie meeting his parents and Cassie and him on the final date and them having a final conversation and stuff like that, that was four months ago. I almost felt like Tuesday's episode, it didn't matter because it's like, okay, that, that all happened back then. What's, what matters about them is now. And, you know, they came out on stage. They said, we've seen each other once a week. Um, it's been great. It's just like, okay, so everyone was commenting about everything that was going on. I was just like, but you're watching something that happened back in November. You can't, 
and not that I'm yeah. defending their relationship either, but you can't judge them now for what you saw Tuesday night because Tuesday night was mid-November of 2018, yeah. you know? That's it also, I'm sure, it. I wonder if you agree with me on this. I find it kind of, I always hate recapping finales for that this reason. It's like, how much do you, how much time do you spend talking about how she handled herself four months ago and the things she said? And then, and how much of it, do you know what I mean? Like, do you spend your whole recap talking about those last 10 minutes where they're in the present day? Yeah, exactly. It's like, why, why, why do I have to recap something that happened for, you know, four months ago and, and break down what they said and what, when when the end result is, Hey, they're together and here they are on the couch and they say things are great. So why are we just what do we need to talk about? It's always tricky. Yeah. I find it really tricky, especially since the way this show's laid out, it usually is in some dramatic setting where there are things that you will take some sort of issue with and you want to, you know, dissect, but it's at the same time, totally moot (laughs) because they're together now and totally happy. So yeah, it's like, why why dissect it? If, I mean, I guess you can say maybe if a breakup happens in the future, you can point back to that night and say, look, there were red flags. We saw them all, you know, I mean, I guess you could do it that way, but yeah, it really didn't matter what I was seeing with her and him from back in November in Spain and the parents and all that. It just, it was irrelevant to me because Okay, they're together now. And, you know, we can talk about that of them on the couch. And um, actually, I do want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, my take is look, I don't think what I saw on Tuesday night of them on the couch is any outside of Ben Flanick and Courtney Robertson's, um, you know, first time as a public couple on, on that couch. They didn't do anything that any other couple hadn't done on that couch. We're in love. We're so happy, you know, and, and one guy has ever married the final girl that he chose on this show. So that doesn't, <laughs> what they, what they did on that couch last night has no bearing on whether I think these two are going to last because you know what, if anything, you should be having those feelings because you're still in the honeymoon phase of your relationship at that point. Like, of yeah. course he's going to, they're going to say loving and glowing things about each other and have PDA on the couch or whatever, but you know, Andy and Josh did the same thing. They ended up being a dumpster fire. So and, I have food for thought here. So go ahead. you're talking what your friend said about how she felt, you know, and, and in many ways, there's no question that he Colton sort of cornered Cassie yeah. back in November. The question is here, and this is something I was thinking a lot about today while I was writing, was if let's, you know, what Cassie's options were going into this. I'm not claiming that she's not in love and they're not a happy couple. I'm just saying, what if she wasn't? <laughs> what if she wasn't what? Going into what? Well, I, I, I'm just saying, like, her options, she had pretty much two options, like, be in love with him and America loves you and you'll be on the cover of people and everything's great. You know, you're trying this out moving forward. Or, like, you can't have broken up with him. You can't be lukewarm about it. Because no matter what, she is she will be vilified. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's like, and 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 based on everything that we saw, he was the one that chased her. He was the one that had to do everything. He the one that had to do all the convincing. Mm-hmm. It was a very pretty, pretty big turnaround on her part. Yeah. Until the end of time, everyone from an outsider's view that has a skepticism about that relationship is going to say he's more into her than she's into him, and they're never going to be able to get away from that. And that's going to be tough to deal with, I think, for them. Because nobody's nobody is right now, I don't think anybody is 100% convinced that she is on his level. Are you? No. Okay. 
<laughs> no, I, I mean, I, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not either. And I don't, yeah. I don't know if I ever will be. And it's, and it's not by, and then I don't care how many Instagram yeah, it's posts. It's not a criticism. Yeah. yeah, no, it's not a criticism. It's just what we've seen. I mean, that we, it would be crazy to think otherwise. They, and I know that they've spent, obviously, when she had all these reservations, yes, it was because she had barely seen him over a two-month filming of a television show. They've obviously seen each other a lot more. They've had way more intimate moments. Um, I'm sure they've had more deeper conversations in these last four months that the show has been airing, which is pretty much what she wanted the whole time. Like, I just need more time. They've gotten that Mm -hmm. more time. They said they're in love last night. But again, uh, you know, not to sound like such a heartless person here but it doesn't mean anything to me when you get out there on the phone because every final couple says that i mean like i said outside of ben and courtney have you ever seen a final club couple up there that was just like yeah we're struggling big time this sucks <laughs> i mean <laughs> we, we just don't know what to do it's not been fun we really don't you know no they're all just like oh it's great we so we're so excited to have our first date and and be able to go out in public and hold hands all say the same thing and then you know two years later Josh Murray is putting a, a a purple Satan horn face over a picture of Andy. Like, that's what I mean. Like, it doesn't matter what you're saying on the after the final rose. Really, it doesn't. Because no, it's true. <laughs> but that's well, what so it is really the like the peak of the honeymoon phase. Think about it. All the past four months, it has been. Not only has it been this like forbidden, like not forbidden, but this is thing, this secret thing, you know, they're wearing disguises to see each other. Like think about the excitement that adds to it. Also add to that, that they only see each other like once a week max. So you have this constant yearning for each other and you, you add like none of this is representative of what an actual relationship together will look like. Without a doubt. There's no <laughs> Which is, Yeah. I said in my recap that like a lot of these things, you know, you could see how we would just sort of add a rosy colored cue to the relationship because you're constantly missing each other and it's the secret thing and you know think about where they're you know they're happy couple of weekends or like probably some like really spectacular place where everything's taken care of and they're just it's basically like a little vacation once a week it's it's just not real life yet yeah i mean i think their relationship started last night because now they're a public couple now yes. they will be able to you know go through everything as you don't have to hide anything and, you know, the appearances on the TV shows with, you know, I didn't watch Ryan and Kelly today or GMA, but I saw clips. I saw clips on Twitter. It's just like, okay. I'm sure they were very happy. Yeah. It's the same thing we see. I don't every need season. to watch it to know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. It doesn't change my mind about anything. We will see what happens. It's it's it, it, kind of like the answer you gave earlier. It's like, look, I don't know what to tell you, but it's just almost like, hey, you know, whatever happens, happens. Time time yeah, will tell. Only we, time will tell. Yeah. We really don't know anything about their relationship their private relationship. Um, something I did text you earlier and we, you know, we kind of were talking about, but you know, I think the fact that they're both in LA is a negative thing. Um, you know, it's not like I, she needed to move to Colorado, but you know, Colton made the move to LA, which shouldn't shock anybody. And because I think Colton's intentions of even appearing on Becca's season were all about where he got to on this season. You know, here's a guy that's now the second has the second largest following Instagram following and Bachelor Bachelorette history, which is crazy. How many to me. does he have? He's at one point seven million now. I oh, mean, wow, Jojo's catching at, up to Jojo. Jojo's at two point two. Colton, is, he beat Caitlyn. Wow. Yeah, he passed Caitlyn within the last forty eight hours. Um, so it's it's amazing to me. Um, you know, and we we talked about how Cassie Cassie had less than ten thousand Instagram followers 
back in September when she was announced as a contestant, and she is at one point three million right now. It is a it's that is That's insane. It's in, it's it's not insane. It's fucking insane because <laughs> because we're talking about somebody who in September. Yeah, she had that young one show that's an online show or whatever. I mean, she wasn't famous by any means because nobody even heard of young once until she ended up going on The Bachelor. But this is a girl in September who was just a girl going to school and going for her grad degree. She's a speech pathologist assistant and just living her life. And now here she is with 1.3 million Instagram followers. Everybody knows who she is. Every single thing she does is going to be scrutinized in the public eye. And you just wonder, every single couple that is successful from this franchise, every married couple, not one of them lives in L.A. And Oh, interesting. I You're mean, right. You just go down the list. None of them live in L.A. And none of them did live in L.A. and then moved out. I mean, they all... Do any of them live in New York? Mm, no, I guess not. No, not even New yeah. York. The only closest one was Ashley and JP, but then they moved down to Florida. So, yeah, okay. um, yeah I mean... And everybody has kind of been saying it, and I've known for a while, just, you know, Colton went into this strictly to build his brand and to get more attention for his um, charity. And, you know, now he's gotten the following. He's got 1.7 million followers. I can't remember how many he had two Septembers or two Mar- two Mays or when he went on Becca's season, basically when I announced him as a contestant last March. I- I'm guessing it wasn't a ton, but now he's at 1.7 million so he's built his brand. I just don't know. Um, I'm not. I'm certainly not openly rooting for them to break up, but um, <laughs> I, I but never what? do that. I, I think. I think people think that I cheer for these people to break up. I don't. I just look at it realistically. I just. I just think that their relationship starts today. Started Tuesday night. That's when the relationship started. I don't care about anything that happened on this show. And I really don't care about much that anything that happened on Happy Couple Visits because that's still not a real relationship. You can't go out and do anything. You're just sitting around, you know, as I've been told, eating, playing board games, watching TV, and having sex. That's all you can do on the ho- on those on the Happy Couple Visits because you can't go anywhere. So, yeah. um, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm not openly rooting for them to break up. I their their relationship status has no bearing on my life whatsoever but obviously i'm a blogger who covers this show i have an opinion on it and my opinion is Mm -hmm. i don't think we know anything yet and nothing they showed me on tuesday night means anything and however they do it and they're both you know social media-ing like crazy these you know today with pictures of each other on the plane and in the car ride and all this stuff it's like okay great i've seen that from every single couple and most of them don't make it so you know we'll see what happens um, they're so young. Yeah. And there's that, <laughs> uh, you know, the, it, and the scrutiny that's going to come with it. Like we talked about it. They, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're a couple that uh, more so than any couple that I can remember in recent memory that sat on that couch is going to have more people shooting daggers at them because of the way Colton had to it basically happened. win her over. Like almost mm-hmm. had to convince her, hey, no, we will work together. No, give us time or whatever. Nobody's ever going to think that she's on his level, and or not nobody, but majority. Are not well, think I guess I mean it might be a problem, but at the same time, he seems totally okay with that. <laughs> at least for no, you know what I mean. But at least for now, like maybe that will change when the novelty wears off. 
I can see it changing. But for, for at this moment, I have a feeling he's totally cool with being the one that's more into her. And and we'll see we'll see if it works out. I mean, Time will tell. Yeah, wish you all the best, guys. But you know, as I as I always say, that um, if the person on Bachelor or Bachelorette marries the final person they chose, I will absolutely uh, get them a wedding gift as a proof of hey, I was wrong <laughs> about you guys. Um, do I think these two are going to get married and stay married until one of them dies? No, that's my short answer. Um, just not going to happen. Now let's uh, let's wrap this up by talking. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit, uh, Bachelorette. Let's talk a little bit about Hannah B. Um, okay. What about her? <laughs> I thought I, I have no problem with her as the Bachelorette at all. I mean, we've gone over. Yeah, this. I think. She, yeah. Although her performance Tuesday night uh, left a lot to be desired, and she's taking a lot of heat for it. Oh, is she? Oh, poor yeah. girl. Because she was not. Let's. I mean, let's be honest. She was not great Tuesday night. I mean, she was giving one and two word answers to Chris Harrison. It was almost like he was, she seemed a little sort of deer in headlights oh, for sure. And she was, and obviously she was nervous. And, and you know, when you kind of think about it, it's kind of weird to think that is the first time that we've ever had to see Hannah B do anything live within this franchise. Everything else we've seen yeah. of her is on tape. So we've only That's seen, true. you know, that it's, it's edited. That's the first yeah. thing she ever had to do live, but it was, it was tough to watch. It was definitely cringeworthy at times because it felt like, you know, almost like how hard is it to just say hi to a guy and say, hey, what's your name? And, you know, but I I'll, I'll, I will cut her some slack because it was a live thing. I, I, I won't cut her slack for acting surprised that they're introducing her to five guys because it's now. The yeah, first- that has happened. This, yeah, that's happened before. And and both Rachel and Becca were able to be like, oh, cool. Bring them on. Yeah, exactly. She just she's. That is her, you know, kind of what my friend wrote. It's kind it's of just, her brand, honestly, like that sort of the insecurity. Like, yeah, know? the insecurity and her sort of inability to just go, you know, kind of go with the flow and improvise is not really her, you know, her forte. It, I, it, I found it a bit painful at times, but on the whole, it sort of lined up with what we've gotten to know from her. Yeah, save for Women Tell All, where, like you said, it was edited, but she definitely had. She seemed to know what she had planned on saying and just seemed to, you know, just have a little more confidence than she showed on Tuesday night. For sure. That but, that was the thing. It was like, where was the Women Tell All Hannah last night on uh, Tuesday night when when we saw her on Women Tell All, she came across she up on the hot seat. She came across as poised. She knew exactly what she was saying. She didn't stumble through sentences. That's why I'm giving her uh, a pass on Tuesday night because I've seen her be able to formulate sentences before and speak coherently about what she wants and what she's looking for out of all this. So I'm fine mm-hmm. with, but she is taking a, she's taking some serious heat. Uh, but, I thought she was surprisingly funny, actually. Like she said a couple of things here and there. I was like, Oh, she's like, it's weird. Like she will so like totally crumble and not know how to answer the simplest question. But at the same time, she would have like a witty quip here and there. And I was like, huh? Oh yeah. When she but told, I, when she told the guys, Hey, when I meet you on, you know, when it starts filming, it's okay. Well, just try harder. Like, yeah, funny. I laughed at that. And in general, like the it's not the case with bachelors, but with bachelorettes, it pe- people sort of love the imperfections. They love the vulnerability. And I think that she will be loved for that. You know, her her the fact that she crumbles under pressure in, in, in a live segment, you know, people will be like, oh, my God, Hannah B is us. Yeah, that's it's like Ashley. I crying. You know what I mean? Like people cling to that relatability factor and will champion her for it 
I think that, you, yeah, you had the Andes and the Caitlins and the Beccas that seemed to be more polished up there. Yeah. Uh, for sure. They were more polished when they had their interviews and stuff like that. But but this is Hannah. It's not like we got a polished Hannah all season and all of a sudden she did that on Tuesday night. This is totally. her. This is, yes. this is who she is. This is her it's brand. It's consistent. She's yeah. she's goofy. She's smiley. She gives a lot of shoulder shrugs. Like I I don't know what to do. That's yeah. what she does. It's it's her. You know. I mean mm-hmm. I, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with her as the Bachelorette. Um, you know we've got uh, a lot of her. I, I released 15 of her guys the other day, so that'll be. And they're just you know same guy same type of guys that we see every season. No, nobody really stands out at this point. <laughs> uh, you know the guy who rapped and got the rose. Now, was that the first impression rose, and she's not going to give one out when filming starts? No, or... I think it was just a rose. Okay, so he's safe, he's and then she'll give out a first impression rose when filming starts Saturday. Is I was guess. so I was watching with some friends, and we were so nervous she was going to give it to the first guy. Oh, and thank I, God she didn't. Oh, I totally thought she'd give it to the rapping guy just because he was like made her laugh the most. That's oh, I mean. okay, yeah, just that first guy was like so like sickeningly smooth like he just wanted to be on tv so bad and i was like oh my god don't give it to him please and i'm sure my opinion will change when i get to know him on tv but for now that's how i feel what about the last guy that said he'd go down on her what about that guy what do you think of that, what do you think of that pickup line <laughs> i honestly laughed really hard i just stuff like that doesn't really it never really shocks me or bugs me it's like okay anything to stand out and be memorable yeah i mean it's i mean really no different than caitlin telling a perverted joke when she met um Chris Souls on the first oh night. my god remember Dean when he was like once you go black you don't go back yeah. it's almost like they're telling these guys it's like and Dean was the I think Dean was the last guy to meet Rachel as well it's almost like they're telling the fifth guy hey throw in a sexual innuendo <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah so I mean this is it's gonna be interesting filming starts Saturday we're already underway uh this is where my season gets fun for me I enjoy the live aspect and spoiling it in real time and all that stuff. Um, like a big puzzle to solve. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, and oh. you know, I, I, I don't want to hear, I, I mean, no offense. <laughs> you can text me, but I just like, I am going to enjoy these two months off so much. <laughs> <laughs> like I already have May 13th, like in my calendar and I'm dreading it. <laughs> Did you hear what's happening on May 6th? what's happening on May 6th? No, they announced uh, it was part of their press release today to announce Bachelorette comes back May 13th. But on May 6th, <clears throat> they're having a Bachelorette 15-year celebration. So they're doing a two-hour oh. show the week before where Chris Harrison is going to, I mean, I'm sure Andy will be a part of it and, uh, you know, plenty of form. Oh, I don't need to recap that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's 15, This you know, because Hannah, Hannah's the 15th Bachelorette. So they're going to do a you know a retrospective and a trip down memory lane of 15 years of the bachelorette and talk to some of our favorite people and do interviews and stuff like that but that's going to air for two hours the week before to get you ready for hannah's season kind of like what they did for your season with juan pablo where they did a countdown to juan pablo remember that whole thing that they did that um, Vaguely. <laughs> you were on it and you're like uh, what I really hardly yeah it was a long time ago Steve god it was wasn't like I'm it? amazed anyone still remembers who I am my god what was what were we talking 14 just five years ago yeah five 20, 2014 is when you wait so you filmed sept, uh, September to November of 2014 right and it aired in 2013 oh no, so you filmed in 13 and aired in 14 okay yeah it's been exactly five years that's six or five and a half. Yeah. 
it's so nuts. I mean, for airing, but it's just so, it's just nuts how it's, I didn't really mean for it to continue to be a part of my life, but it's just funny how that sort of, that happens, I guess. Well, it's, it kind of happens for a lot of people from this franchise, you know, certain people that say they're done with the franchise and act like they're above it. And then all of a sudden, all they do is talk about it and get a podcast on it. Gee, I wonder who I'm talking about. (laughs) Anyway, um, (laughs) no judgment. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Charlene, thank you so much, uh, for coming on. This was uh, uh, always a blast to talk to you. I hadn't, you know, I always love chatting with you about this show. (laughs) It's like no holds barred. We could just really shoot the shit. And we will, uh, you know, we won't, we won't, maybe we'll have you on for, um, <clears throat> for Hannah's finale. So around end of, uh, I don't know, end of July. Cause then if I don't, and it's just like, unless you want to be the once a year guest where we have you on to talk about the actual I just, bachelor I finale. Just feel like, <laughs> I just feel like people don't want to, there's no way they want to hear from me that much. Like that's just a lot of my <laughs> opinions on a show. And I really talk about my opinions a lot <laughs> there already i just i don't i would rather leave them wanting more but if you know if that's what they want sure but yeah i i never want to overstay my welcome charlene you have the most downloaded podcast in my 120 podcasts so i know that anytime i put you on people are gonna Still? yeah yeah that's insane yeah no why that... do people care <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I know what my I'm numbers flattered. are and you are number. It's, it's the most downloaded one I've had. And it was the first, the first time know. you were on, which was probably three months into be doing podcasts is when I had you. Um, yeah. Well, I'm very flattered. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're always a great guest. It's so easy to talk to you and you know, it's just like, <clears throat> I think it's, it's just because we talk, text so much off air it's just like it's very natural to and very easy to talk to you about stuff like this yeah and i know that you won't like if i have a an opinion that might not be popular like i know that you wouldn't judge me for it (laughs) no i mean i don't you know like i said i mean i know this 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 show is my job and this is what i do and this is how i make money and pay my bills every month but um you know i i do talk about it off air but do I want it running my life? No, nope. no, I don't. Um, but considering there's only eight weeks out of a calendar year when this show is never where it's not airing or filming, it, it takes up obviously a lot of my time. I oh mean, my god, just, I'm so not envious. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you only have to worry about the airing times, which is January to March for Bachelor. <clears throat> May to uh, May to July for Bachelorette, and then Paradise for six weeks after that. So August yeah. to mid September. There that's, were a few years where there were Canada seasons, that, also. Uh, that's right. That you did those, but they, I think, those kind of died. <laughs> so yeah, you've got those. I've got to do those. Plus, when they're not airing, they're filming, and I've got to basically. I'm I'm more busy on phone stuff and emails and texts when it's filming. But I'm more busy with the writing aspect when it's airing. So I'm, okay, Steve. So you're busier than me. Yes, I'm busier. <laughs> but as I always say, and I will never take this for granted, my job is not hard. It is tedious and time-consuming. But my work is never hard. I'm not curing cancer here. I understand, and I've always said this. I understand. I spoil a silly reality show, but because it has a niche following. 
as evidenced by 8.2 million people that tuned into a show that's been on for 38 seasons and 17 years on Tuesday night. It's important information that people want to hear about. So I'm going to keep doing it as long as this show stays on the air. And judging by those numbers this week for Colton's finale, this ain't going anywhere anytime soon. So, Oh, my God. I just realized that Survivor was on tonight. Oh, it's recording on my DVR. Yeah. So, oh, I'm so excited. Yes. We got to uh, talk about the show we really love. (laughs) The one we actually really enjoy, as opposed to just hate watching. I don't hate watch Survivor. I enjoy Survivor. So, anyway. I told you my sister has been promoted to swing producer on that show. No, you didn't say that. It's so cool. So, what is is, is that role? Scout where the, well, uh, one of her jobs descriptions is she gets to scout where they hide the immunity idols oh really that's cool like are you kidding me that's the coolest thing ever oh wow yeah i knew that obviously she had worked as a i think at one point she was a segment producer right or she was she started out as a are we still recording because this is probably i probably shouldn't like broadcast this (laughs) yeah we are okay let me end the let's end the podcast (laughs) and then we'll talk about um Okay. <laughs> so, Charlene, thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And uh, obviously, we'll be in touch. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much to Charlene for that. So much fun to talk to. Uh, I love talking to her. I wish I could have her on more often, like you said. Like she said, she just thinks that it's too much sometimes and whatnot. But maybe it'll be Charlene will be the guest at the end of every Bachelor and Bachelorette season. So twice a year. Uh, in March and in end of July. I mean, maybe we can make it something like that, but um, obviously I, I love her opinions and uh, her site is great and her All the Pretty Pandas is, is really good because she, lo- she, she catches all the editing mistakes every episode. So if you've never seen it, go to alltheprettypandas.com and check out Charlene's blog because she nails it with her GIFs. Or are they GIFs? 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 Um where she breaks down all the times the fourth wall is broken, all the editing mishaps, how voiceovers play a role on this show and how voiceovers don't necessarily match the scene that you're watching. It's excellent stuff. So good on Charlene. Um, Anyway, thank you to her for coming on. I hope you all enjoy that. Uh, Now let's get to our weekly conversation. Talking Temptation Island episode nine with Casey Campbell. Okay, here she is, Casey Campbell from Temptation Island for our weekly chat. Casey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. For the first time in about nine weeks <laughs> and nine episodes, we're kind of drama-free last night um, because you guys I went, know. You went on your final dates and there wasn't any you know drama in the house or there were no bonfires. It was really pretty tame, but... Um, Let's go over a few things that that we did see. Obviously, you had your final date with Val. He's the yeah. only guy this season you went on two dates with because you were an equal opportunity dater all season. <laughs> and um, but going into that final one, when you you were told to make a final choice, was there any doubt you were taking Val or no? Um. So yeah, behind the scenes secrets. Um. I think I made it pretty clear to the podcast that. Kind of from, like, day two, three, um, I definitely had feelings for Val that I was not um, pursuing because Temptation Island, I was trying not to be tempted. And that's kind of why I was picking different guys because I was just dating around and didn't want to just, like, go on every single date with Val. Um, 
but towards the end, I mean, when they told me, like, you have to spend 24 hours with someone, like, a serious date, like, you was going to do a lot of stuff together, and I was just like, you know what, screw it, like, Evan's, like, going all in with Morgan over there, it's 24 hours, like, at the end of the day, this is my life, um, I would have spent it with someone that I actually have feelings for, and have a connection with, and I know I'm going to have a good 24 hours with. I really wanted to just enjoy my last little bit on that island, and yeah, that's why I chose him. Um, I almost did it, though, because, I don't know, he intimidates me, and I was legit, like, terrified to spend 24 hours with him, but last second, I was just like, screw it, I'm doing it, and I literally, I think I switched my mind, like, in the chair, honestly. I was sitting up there. I was going to pick Luna, and then I was just like, nope, I'm going to do it. And then, boom, I did, and Val was so surprised. It was actually so funny when I picked him. He did not he did not think I was going to pick him. <laughs> um, are you – obviously, you spent 24 hours with him. We got to see, you know, five minutes of it. Um, what can you tell us about the date yeah. that we did not see? Any fun things that you did? Anything that happened yeah. in when the lights went off that we wanted to know about or anything? Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, like it was, again, 24 hours. We did a lot of stuff. Um, you guys saw a bunch of the stuff on the boat. That was the first thing that we did. After that, off camera, um, we kind of like walked around in like a really cute little shopping center. We got like coffee and lunch, um, just like chilled. And then drove to the resort. Um, the resort was insane. I can't even begin to explain. Like, this this villa we stayed in was, like, I don't even know how many people could have stayed in there. There was, like, five bedrooms, like, like an atrium, a terrace. It was crazy. Um, we had our long dinner. Before dinner, though, we had, like, a whole little cocktail hour. We, like, popped champagne and, like, sat on the couch and, like, had drinks um what else happened oh after dinner we went in the jacuzzi hung out in the jacuzzi for like literally so long I think the crew left I don't know maybe around 10 and Val and I just like stayed up till 3 30 in the morning just like eating chips popcorn talking about everything and then you know me I'm loyal and faithful so we kept it peachy and we slept in different rooms and the next day woke up had breakfast together in the hotel and then went on a little walk and a picnic, and you guys saw, saw our picnic, which is really funny, actually. And, yeah, I drove home, and it was it was a good time. It was, like, the most relaxed I think I was on the island the whole time. Like, I really, truly um, just felt like myself again, but even, like, stronger than I did at the beginning. So it was just – it was a really good feeling, not going to lie. You said when you had your day portion of the date, you guys were walking around a little shop and we're doing that whole thing. I'm just curious. Yeah. Obviously the people in Hawaii did not, <laughs> did not know who you guys were, but they, I'm assuming saw cameras following you around. Did anybody ask yep. you guys or ask like, Hey, what is this? What's being filmed here? Yeah, actually. Um, so when we were walking around the shopping center, we were we had like a whole crew with us. Like that was like our designated crew for the day. So it was like a bunch of people. And obviously like everybody's wearing like all black and then it's like me and Val. So everybody knew like something was going on. And yeah, people would stop and ask us. And then the main producer that we were with, um, JP, he actually had to like 
cut us off and not let us talk to people. And he was like, oh, it's like something, he's like, it's a film, it's a commercial for MTV or like, it's a commercial for Colgate. Like he kept making up like a random thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, people did. They knew something was going on and people did ask us. There was like one specific time. It was like after we got coffee and we were walking back to the van to drive to the resort and like a bunch of like older ladies asked us. They're like, what's going on? And JT like cut them off real quick. Like, oh, it's a commercial. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really weird. Now, I don't know if you know this and some of my readers know this, but when The Bachelor is going through airports and they've got a group of 12 or 15 girls when we're in like episodes three and four and there's a bunch of girls still left and they're all traveling yeah. together, obviously that raises some eyebrows of, hey, who, who is that group of 12 girls or 15 girls or 15 guys yeah. all together? And when they get asked about it, they have to tell people, you know, we're we're a soccer team or we're a volleyball team or a traveling volleyball team. Like they don't wow. same thing. They, that's what they have to say to people, even on the plane. If they get asked, um, they can never oh say we're we're at we're you know, we're filming The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Now, obviously, with spoilers out there and if somebody happens to read my site and and contestants that I've released and it gets and someone makes the connection, they might say yeah. You know, oh, I know it's The Bachelor, but that rarely happens. But I have contestants have told me in the past, like, hey, we just um, we have to tell them we're, we have to say we're that. yeah, we're on a team. You know, we're part of a team that's traveling. Yeah. You know? So that's how that's that works. Kind of. Um, yeah, that's kind of what they told us. Like, there was actually one time because it's an island. It's like it's Maui. Um, so everyone on the island that like works there and people that were vacationing there for a while while we were filming, they all knew Temptation Island was filming. Um, and there was actually, I think it was on the banana boat date, me, Val, um, Katie and Carlos, after our date, we were all like getting drinks at the bar and stuff. And the bartender and some people sitting there, they're like, you guys are on Temptation Island, aren't you? And we literally, we had to just lie, just joke around and laugh it off. And so, yeah, we definitely, we know, gotta, you gotta lie to the people just like on the bachelor's for sure. So the other date that we saw, well, obviously we saw all eight uh, eight dates going on last night, but the one that concerned you, mm-hmm. you know, we get Evan and Morgan on the boat <laughs> looking lovingly into each other's eyes the whole day and, you know, just it's the same, yeah. you know, it's nothing that nothing that we saw last night was anything we shouldn't have expected uh, between them. Yeah. They're obviously, you know, very They're a thing. <laughs> yeah, they're a thing. They're <laughs> they're boyfriend girlfriend. They're very deep into each other. Literally and figuratively. Fair thing. Um, we, <laughs> we, so when you're watching it, I, again, I mean, I, I'm sure watching the bed scene and during Bonfire and all that is, is, was probably a lot more hurtful. Difficult. Um, a lot more, yeah, and a lot more yeah. difficult to watch. Last night, obviously, is the first time you saw that. I can't imagine that affected mm-hmm. you too much. I mean, like you said, we're well removed from the show. Yeah. But. I mean, at this point, I mean, I've seen so much in these episodes. It's just like, I'm almost just like, oh, it's like indifferent, to be honest, at this point. Like, I, everything that they said was expected. Everything that happened was expected. It was more just a little bit, um, I don't know, just a little cringeworthy. Like, he's, he's known her for three weeks, and he's just, they're, they're saying some crazy stuff. But, you know, I guess, um, I mean, you guys will see what happens, but... When you feel it, you feel it, I guess. <laughs> One thing that I noticed, I think, and I think you even 
think it's even part of your Instagram story picture or something. You know, we uh-huh. we have we have the clip from the very first episode where they preview the season of you <clears throat> in the car with the shock looked on your face, holding your cheeks, saying, "What'd you say?" Like, "Oh yeah, what just happened?" I was like, "How?" I was like, "I think I say, how is this happening?" How is this happening? Well, as far as I know, we're nine episodes in, and we have not seen that clip yet. <laughs> um, so no. I, <laughs> we have not seen it yet. So I just want to point that out for everybody uh, who may be listening. Anyway. Right? Everybody. Uh, <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Um, okay, so when this date ended, and technically we only saw Mark telling the guy's villa hey, this is it. This is your goodbyes. And I guess the beginning of next week's episode will be the guys saying goodbye to their women and you saying goodbye to your guys. So we're getting ready for the final bonfire. And if, you know, we talked about it last week, but for those that don't know, the next two episodes are basically going to be the final bonfire split up between the two couples. Next week we get uh, two couples' final bonfires. The following week we get the other two couples' Those episodes have not been released mm-hmm. online. I haven't seen them. I don't know which couples oh which couples are on which episode yet. Um supposed to be coming out this week. Uh but um I don't know which couples are on which episode yet. So we'll find out I think Go ahead. I think because they did have a sneak peek after the episode last night, it looks like Katie and Nicole are next week. But I again I don't know for sure, but that's what the sneak peek looked like. Okay, so if Katie and Nicole are next week, um, yeah, we're we're still debating, and and we'll talk about this off air. Uh, I there might not be a podcast with you next week, only because I can't record Wednesday morning. I'll be on a plane to Vegas, yeah. So I will not be. Uh, I'll not be available. So we might not do next week. If you are definitely the following week on the twenty sixth, then um, we will obviously talk then but i I don't know we'll see uh we'll 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 figure something out but anyway um once you find out that val once you find out that the end of val or the end of your date is coming to an end and you're heading for your final bonfire even if it is two weeks from now tell everyone and give everyone an idea of what you were thinking and what you were planning on saying to evan going into that final bonfire um, so yeah, you'll kind of, you'll see it when we get separated, like me and Bob get separated. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I've heard it's, it's emotional. Um, cause honestly, like exactly what happened at the beach though, like Mark just kind of came in and was just like, okay, they're leaving. And there was really like no warning or anything. Um, and I don't know, I got really close to Val. Like he really, like, I don't know if I would have survived the whole, that whole experience, honestly, without him, you guys only saw a very few conversations that we had, but I would just kind of beeline it to him throughout the show. And like me and him, like, I don't know, he just has a really solid head on his shoulders and he really helped me like understand things and get through stuff. So saying goodbye to him was really rough, especially because at that point I didn't know what I was going to do with Evan. Um, I knew, honestly, I felt really strong after my date with Val and I was like, you know what, I'm going to break up with him. Um, break up with Evan but then at the same time I was like you know what like I'm loyal like I made him promises that I would not make any decisions and I would not do this until I spoke with him in person no matter what I see and no matter what I hear 
And that was a promise that we made to each other. So I was very confused at the same time. Um, I don't know if the show shows it. Because, again, haven't seen that show. Val wrote me this, like, letter, and it, it made me cry. Like, it was. It was like a really intense letter, and it just really gave me the pep talk I needed. Um, but I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified to see Evan. I wanted to break up with him, but I made him promises that I wouldn't do that to him. And at the end of the day, like, this is someone that has been in my life for many, many years, someone I've been dating exclusively for, like, five and a half years. Um, and I didn't want to humiliate him on national television. I felt like I needed to tell him everything that I learned, that ultimatums are wrong and that you shouldn't uh, give an ultimatum in a relationship. But at the same time, I would rather break up with him in the privacy of our home, not saying that that's what happened. Because who knows what happens at a final bonfire. They're intense. A lot of words are said. A lot of, emotion, of emotions happen. Um, but yeah, I was very, it was a lot. I went from a very happy place to Sal where I was like free and feeling good. And then I had to say goodbye to him and I didn't want to say goodbye to him. Got this like crazy love letter. And then I have to see my boyfriend who I'm absolutely terrified to see. I don't know if I'm going to break up with him on the show, if I'm going to do it back home, if we're going to stay together. And it was a lot. Um, I can't even really explain what I was feeling. But um, yeah, saying goodbye to Val was not fun, that's for sure. Yeah, it's tough to say what... You know, because you don't want to give away exactly what happens between you and Evan, and yeah. But the thing that we know, and even speaking with Evan the one time I did, and seeing what he said on I think two episodes ago was he he obviously needed to talk to you, and this is obviously going to be when we see your yep. final bonfire, the first time you two can sit down and address everything that you saw during the season <laughs> on the clips and everything that he's feeling and you know if we're if we're to believe everything that evan has told us on the show up to this point um you know my guess is (laughs) you know on that final bonfire yeah he's made it pretty clear that i'm gonna break up with her and i want to be with you morgan like i i don't i'd be shocked if that's not what we got but you like i said i haven't seen the episode i don't know but I can't imagine that's not what we're going to see because he's made it pretty clear of his intentions. Yeah. Like he's calling another woman, his girlfriend. I mean, I, I guess he could do a yeah. 180 at the final bonfire. Once he sees you and realizes, you know, Oh yeah. shit, this is, this is my girl. This is the one, this is my best friend. Um, but then that yeah. would, then that would make everything he said to Morgan, uh, a moot point. So I, I don't know. I just, yeah. Uh, it's crazy. And that's the thing, like going into the bonfire for me, at least, because I didn't get a video. I mean, all I know at this point is um, they're in bed together. They had a kiss. He's calling her his girlfriend. And that's literally all I knew. And just that, with all those clips together, I think um, maybe it's like 45 seconds. So I have like 45 seconds of like three weeks missing, basically. Um so yeah, I was I was definitely more in the dark than some of the other girls. I definitely I'm a smart girl. I had a major gut feeling, and you saw last night's episode. I mean, I'm not I'm not happy with how he's acting. I'm not cool with it, and I'm ready to to handle to handle some business for sure. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, if if Katie and Nicole are next week's bonfire, then you know we won't we won't get your resolution until. 
the finale on no. Mar- on March 26th. But um, obviously, we will all be waiting very uh, with bated breath for that one. And then, obviously, once that is it's over, be good. we can we can talk about things that people are beating down my door Dying on to now. ask you and stuff that we have not been able to address all season. So we will, uh, we will get to that uh, Can't wait. in a couple weeks. And, and obviously I want to have uh, a lot of the couples on uh, from this season, whether they're still, yeah. to- if they're still together, For I'd sure. want to have them on together. If they're not, uh, I'd love to talk to everybody uh, <clears throat> separately at some point during, you know, these next couple months on the podcast. So yeah. uh, Casey, thank you again for joining us this week. Uh, we'll see what's going on of next course. week with everything. And, uh, you know, we'll be watching Temptation Island every Tuesday night <laughs> on USA. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you to Katie for that and also to Charlene uh, to start off the podcast or however you want to call it. I said Katie. I just called her Katie. I've been talking to this woman for nine weeks. And I just called her by the wrong name. Sorry about that. Casey. Thanks to Casey for that. And look, this one was, you know, last night's episode, there wasn't a hell of a lot to talk about. And she's not even going to be on next week's episode, doesn't look like. Her final bonfire won't be until the 26th. So, um, but we'll talk to her. We'll let's see if we can get her uh, feelings on it. Um, we'll work something out before I, before I leave next Wednesday morning. So I'll be able to, uh, if I can record with her next Tuesday night, and uh, I'll put up the podcast on Wednesday morning next week uh, for sure. Also, please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. It's much appreciated, and it helps the podcast tremendously, like you don't even know. Also, the other thing was, what was I going to bring up? Oh, (laughs) totally drawing a blank here. He said, she said podcast. We had to push it back a week because we only had one call, and then Ashley and I got totally busy last week again. And we just couldn't coordinate. We had a, we had one person cancel. So if you want to be a part of that or a future podcast, just contact me or contact Ashley and let us know what time's on your end and when the best time for you to record is. And we'll work it out. As I mentioned earlier this week, the fifth annual Reality C Fan Appreciation Party, June 7th at the Rio Hotel in Las Vegas. We are running out of spots. We're less than 15 spots available now. And if you want to be a part of it, just let me know. I can get you into that. It's free. If you're flying in, all you need is your flight itinerary as your confirmation. If you are driving in a hotel booking, and if you live in Vegas, I just need your word that you're not going to cancel because if I'm putting you on the list, that's 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 a spot that I'm holding for you. And if you tell me at the last minute, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to be able to get somebody to fill in for you at the last minute, and it just wastes a spot. So um, if you want to be a part of that, let me know. It's been a great season of Colton season. I'm so glad it's over. Um, I just I, I want to dive into March Madness next week and just get to Vegas and just stop talking about Colton. I'm so over this. I'm so over his season. And uh, this guy's been on my TV for three consecutive Bachelor franchise shows. Like, it's never happened before. I'm so glad he can just go away now and do their thing. However, um, that doesn't mean that it wasn't a great season. Traffic-wise, The you know, almost record number of, of traffic, and I have you to thank for that. So thank you, everyone, 
who read the season and tuned in and followed along on this journey. Uh, it's been great. As always, I, I, I always thank everybody at the, begin- at the end of every season. It's just without you, I wouldn't be able to put on the fan appreciation party. And that's why I throw it every year um, because it's you people who allow me to do that. So thank you again. And, and I hope you've all enjoyed the podcasts up to this point. I hope you've enjoyed Casey. Charlene was great as always. Um, and you know, we're wrapping up temptation Island these next two weeks. It's, it's going to be interesting and we're definitely going to have some more. Trust me. I, I see all your questions and I, with the show airing, I can only ask certain amount of things to Casey in regards to her experience on temptation Island, but we will dive into a lot of stuff post-show. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. This was episode number 121. Back next week with 122. It will be going up on Wednesday. It is with the Again With This podcast host, Tara Ariano, Tara Ariano, and Sarah D. Bunting of the Again With This podcast, where they recap every single episode of Beverly Hills 90210. It's going to be a very fun interview next week. I hope you all enjoy it. And uh, that'll be podcast number 122 so thank you all for tuning in i really appreciate it and we will talk to you next week see you